Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another fabulous installment of the Matt and Dennis podcast. It's Matt and Dennis. I am one of your hosts, Matt Scarano. I'm joined alongside, as always, by my friend and co-host, Mr. Dennis Vinci. Dennis, how are you on this Wednesday evening? I've been better, Matt. Like what? I've been better. Somb- a somber podcast episode. It is. Much Some- different than the last episode, any of the lovely listeners that listened. Uh, he who must not be named, giving me a shout out. He might lose that nickname. He said he was coming on next week, so we'll see. I doubt I want to talk about the crappy topic that we're going to get into here, but see, I was, I was, and I mean, he who must not be named, hopefully, will come on the show. But when we were talking about uh, trying to get our production schedules in line uh, with the individual, I'm just kind of thinking, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So we're going to move the whole matt and dennis schedule around for this week but we've been trying to get you on for months <laughs> not gonna happen baby and now the season's over and now you want to come on and you want us to move everything i'm like i want you on the show but i ain't canceling any of my plans to make it happen i've been trying to get you on for months now anywho uh what i mean we will hopefully have him on next week to get his thoughts and go back and forth but uh well dennis what we thought could very well happen and what you very drunkenly said would not happen on sunday did happen uh the yankees lost in a one game wild card at fenway to the red sox um and dennis i wish i could tell you it was a good game because it was not I mean, it was good for the Red Sox fans because really from just about the get-go to the end, they didn't really have to worry about anything. And they did to the Yankees what so many teams in past playoffs and, and past seasons this regular season have been able to do. The Red Sox, and we'll get obviously into all the specifics. This is just the initial, the initial thoughts. But the Red Sox very early – hit Garrett Cole and made it a two nothing game. And Dennis, it wasn't the end of the fourth inning. And I think I speak for all of us in our infamous group chat where that game seemed done. It seemed like it was out of reach already. It was at eight, nothing. Sure enough, the Yankee bats, as they often do in the playoffs as of late, were nowhere to be found. Costly mistakes. We'll get into all of this uh, more specifically, but Yankees go, one game in, all of Yankees uh, nation was really rooting for him, had high hopes, felt confident. I didn't feel confident, but I didn't feel discouraged either. I genuinely had no idea what Yankee team would show up, what Garrett Cole would show up, which is sad that we have to question what Garrett Cole will show when we're paying the guy over $300 million to show up in these exact games, and he didn't. So, unfortunately, that team was the one that showed up. We'll get into specifics here in a second, but season's over. And like I said in the podcast, said if the Yankees win, I will be on this show jumping for joy, having a party, going nuts. If they lose, I'm going to sleep easy because this season has been a nightmare. And the Yankees, like I said, had the team that was capable of creeping them into the playoffs. That's what happened in the Red Sox the Red Sox did what so many teams have done to the Yankees in the postseason as of late. It's shut down their hitting, and the Yankees make Nathan Avaldi look like a Cy Young Award winner. 
Dennis, your initial thoughts. Uh, yeah, I echo everything you said. I'm just glad that this season is over. And look, I mean, last week on the podcast when I drunkenly went on my rant and dropped endless amounts of F-bombs. You did. I was dead serious. I was dead serious in my belief. I every I'm on record. I've barely watched this Yankee team this year. Now I've watched a couple dozen games through the I'm not like an animal. I'm not just like watching absolutely no baseball. It's my favorite sport. I'm not not paying attention. I get the updates after every night, check the box scores, watch the replays, whatever it might be, articles online, go on Twitter. So I'm well versed of what's been happening. This team sucks. But when you're facing the Boston Red Sox, everything gets ratcheted up. And now I'm all in. The two and two ERA and the fives, Garrett Cole, would be washed away. The offense I was still worried about because it happens every gosh darn year. Every year they deal with this. But I was confident. And even in the first inning, I was still confident in Stanton hitting a Stantonian bomb in which was the only positive of the night was just a – Miraculous call from John Sterling, completely getting it wrong. And then when Stanton was standing on first base, him just absolutely befuddled. <laughs> it wasn't a home run. Uh, Classic Sterling. Yeah, just, you know, got to – I mean, if he's even paying attention, he just watched the ball fly in the air, and then he just wanted to look at Stanton strut or something. I don't know what – I don't know what he was looking at. But that, either way, uh, I was kind of confident. I'm like, all right, they're hitting hard. We don't get anything done, but – Stanton and Judge are the ones that have gotten us to this point, at least offensively. So at least they looked all right in the first inning. The Judge, I mean, swinging high and in, you know, just a lazy pop fly the other way. I was like, all right. No one, aside from Stanton's blast, it, there just didn't look like there was any patience. The Yankees were just there. They were after it. They were going to swing early. They're trying to – so that, that kind of bothered me because it, it would set the tone. If you're not going to make a Valdi miss, if you're not going to draw walks, if you're not going to create pressure for him. It's hard manufacturing runs. We're a boomer bust team. Mm-hmm. You got to find other ways to get guys on, especially without a guy like DJ at the top of the lineup setting the tone. First inning, I mean, Cole just didn't look good right away. And uh, Matt, you know, we talked about it. We we're side texting away from the infamous group chat. And you said it. He's kind of just not been the same since the sticky stuff situation. He kind of came out. He had some. Very good games. Obviously, you referenced it, the Houston game. Everyone will remember that. But, I mean, he had an awful September, an awful September. Think about it. Think if we get a regular Garrett Cole in the month of September, we're probably not in the situation we were coming the final weekend of the year. I'm not trying to put all of this on Garrett Cole, but you were brought here to be the guy. And in the final month of the year, of the year you were not. You entered the final month of the year as a Cy Young favorite. Hell, he might still get it. I don't think he will, but... Dennis, if I could interrupt you for a second, and I think we're just going to get into the specifics. Yeah, but, I just... But, like, when you say you don't want to put all this on Cole, I, I don't disagree with you. I, there's a hundred other problems just besides Garrett Cole. And, yes, he was awful in September. But here we are with the majority of our bats, with the majority of our bullpen, and Garrett Cole. We didn't just pay him to do well all year, do well in September. We paid him for this specific moment, which has been a big problem for the Yankees, uh, at least their postseason hopes in years past. We we didn't pay him. Sure, I would have loved if he's done better the second half of the season. I would have loved if he had done better in September. But you know what? Clean slate, that is all forgotten. If you come out 
and have a good get to the fifth or sixth inning. And he couldn't do that. And and we we didn't just pay him to be a good pitcher. We paid him with this exact situation in mind, whether it be the Red Sox or the Athletics or the Rays or whoever. We got him to win series deciding games and he couldn't get past the third inning. And my hitting the panic button on Garrett Cole's career as a Yankee? No, I'm not. Like, do I think he'll bounce back and be fine? Yes, I do. I, I think he'll be okay, and he'll be the ace we need him to be come the next few years. But he deserves a lot of the vitriol he got this morning and today, and that he's going to get this coming offseason. Let's be real. With the Yankee fans and with the New York media, it's going to be a brutal offseason I mean, it'll be a brutal offseason for the Yankees organization in the front office, but it's going to be a brutal offseason for Garrett Cole, and he is going to have to answer as to why he was so terrible in the second half and why he deserves all that money in that contract when he can't get past the third inning in a one-game wilds card against your biggest rival. Yeah, and it's – look, I don't always reference Barstool guys for my biggest – you know, for my most in-depth analysis – and I'm not a huge fan of KFC, being that he's a Yankee hater, like much of the baseball community that's not a Yankee fan. But he pointed it out perfectly where he's getting hate on Twitter from Yankee fans saying, we can't manufacture runs. We can't lay down bunts. We can't just get this thing. We can't play the small ball. That's why this team sucks. He goes, no, your team sucks because the guy that you paid $324 million to didn't get out of the third inning. That's the biggest issue last night. And he's 100% right. He's 100% right. A-Rod said it multiple times at the broadcast. The Yankees' biggest advantage was getting Cole deep into the games, getting Evaldi out, and making this a bullpen game. The Red Sox do not have a great bullpen. You saw the Yankees at times were able to chip away and get in, get more hits off of this bullpen. The Yankees' bullpen played all right. They did fine. Yeah, you give up some runs here and there, but the Red Sox have a tough lineup, so you're not just going to breeze right through them and it's not like we have the best bullpen in the in baseball anyway, but they were decent enough. And if we make this a bullpen game, the Yankees have a serious shot. The pen was solid. And, and it, you know, now, it, I mean, look, I'm done on Cole. Cause I just can't, I can't talk about him anymore. Cause it's just unbelievable that I go back just a year. And in that Cleveland game where we were worried about that Cleveland series, because in game one, we had to get past the Cy Young award winner in Shane Bieber and Cole was lights out toe-to-toe with him, and the Yankees smacked Bieber around. Completely changed the tone of that series, and the Yankees run away with it. And then they get mixed up in the Rays, and we all know what happened. But I just, for what he did last night, it's just, it's absolutely unacceptable. And I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know what he needs to figure out in the offseason. It's like he said, he's got big-time questions coming next spring. They're not going away. And it's, it's going to take, it's going to take a very good offseason for Brian Cashman We'll get into that. We'll probably end with the future or whatever. But if you don't expect these questions to come back up in February when you go down to Tampa, you got another thing coming. You can want to put the you can want to put the season behind as much as you want to, but you know what? The fans, the media, everybody wants answers because we're going on now two years where the Yankees have struggled with starting pitching, and now we can get into the offense, which has just been an absolute abysmal. And. Uh, it's. I'm going to just start it with 
judge being thrown out at home. Cause to me, that's a huge momentum shift. And I, I understand Neely wanting to, I don't know how you misread that situation. How many times you've been to Fenway and the ball perfectly, perfectly bounces off the wall. And judge was out by a mile, by a mile. And it would have been a, what? Nevin. What did I say? Neely. Oh, yeah, Bill Nevin. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know who Neely is. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah, I just, to completely misread that situation and that, I mean, I literally had the same reaction that Stanton had standing at second base. Just, damn it. Like, that, this could have been it. That's a one-run game right there. He gets thrown out, is what it is. Then you see the replay, you realize, all right, what the hell are you, are you doing? You got to, you have to read that better. And now you bring up Gallo, who's the most struggling Yankee, but there's pressure on the tying run standing at second base. Do you walk Gallo? Do you load the bases? You try to force the ground ball, and then you bring up some guys maybe that aren't struggling as much. There's a myriad of things that could have happened in that situation if judges and brought home. Completely changed the momentum of the, of the game. And what's unfortunate, but completely believable, is that that's the only time the Yankees put any pressure on offensively. Mm-hmm. Was that any? Dennis, I'll even take I'll even take it one step further, and it's not uh, the Yankees' bats fault in this, but but I think we went in the game, and I, and I said the Red Sox would strike early. I said they would, and I didn't doubt that they would strike first. But like you like you said a few minutes ago, the Yankees are just boom or bust. Like that's that's all they are, and I, I hate that about them. Sure, does it make it really exciting sometimes? Of course, but I hate that about them. They don't know. This is one thing the Red Sox now to do. The Yankees have not done this year or years. Yankees can't manufacture runs. Yankees don't look or Aaron Boone and the, the Yankees staff don't say, oh, well, if we could get a base hit here or get a double here and then we could hit this guy home, then boom, we're in business. No, all year, all year, you know what the best Yankees offensive weapon was, Dennis, at least in terms of manufacturing runs or extending innings or getting pitchers out of the game really was getting hit or walking. And then standard judge would come up and hit like a two, three run bomb. We were never able to get uh, just offensively get on the base unless it was some bizarre pass ball or, or a walk or just getting hit. Well, that's a, you know, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's a rod said it multiple times. And it started to really piss me off where he's saying the Red Sox are winning this game because the pitching staff is attacking the Yankee hitters. They're not giving them a chance to beat them, but by beating them, it's drawing a walk. Well, what kind of strategy is that? To my to my point, I'm going in there like, all right, Stanton's been on fire. Judges had a fantastic season. If we can get something going, like get a walk in the first inning, and then one of our big hitters comes up, and John Carlos Stanton gets robbed of a home run not once but twice by that ugly green wall. Fenway's a dump, by the way. I'm sorry. That place can get torn down. That place is a dump. I would have said that if we won. I've said that before this game. Fenway is a dump. It's not new. I don't understand people that say Fenway's great. Yeah, fine. Go there once. See the history, this and that. You know what? Why don't you get some updated seating, remove those stupid beams, not have everyone crammed in like sardines. The place is a dump, okay? Let's get some modern times. Anywho, Stan- city of Boston's thriving. They got the funds to build a new stadium. I love, I love the city. Of, I love the city of Boston. Boston's a really great city. I love anytime I go there. Yeah, it's New York, but it's clean. But yeah, pretty pretty much. 
a good walking city as well. It's not like a grid where I feel like I can get hit by a car and my life is going to be. And every now and then some cobblestones just to change up the pace. We old New England, eh? But anywho, Dennis, that first, like when that ball left Stanton, everyone, including John Sterling and John Carlos Stanton, everyone thought that was gone. All the Red Sox fans, the whole, the all family park, they thought that was gone. And I was like, boom, that's on its way out. Here we go. We got the momentum. Garrett Cole has a lead. Like, we got this. Like, let's let's get it going. If that thing was 10 feet farther up, I think we might be talking about a whole di- – or at least a much more entertaining ball game as Yankees fans than, than we got. Then Stanton, again, has Judge on. And obviously, Phil Nevin makes a terrible decision to send Judge. But same thing. That goes up. I'm thinking Stanton just tied the game. <laughs> And it barely misses. I think that one was even closer than the one in the first inning. And he barely misses again. And if either of those go out, Dennis, we, we may be talking tonight about how the Yankees won. And I think that changed a lot of the momentum, too, because then the Red Sox obviously get Bogarts to hit the home run. I said the Red Sox would strike early, but I said the Yankees' bats would come back. And again, I was like, I'm going to bed. Dennis, by the fourth inning, I was so deflated. And I could see this team getting desperate already, making stupid decisions. And we were hanging on by a thread with our bullpen. And it's just, and actually, I screenshotted something. Um, I don't know what network CC Sabathia goes on to give baseball coverage. It's a ringer. But I have this, uh, I have this quoted here by uh, Dan uh, Federico on Twitter. I don't know uh, who Dan is with, but um, said this, and there were a lot more F-bombs, I guess, uh, from Sabathia, but he said something like this, and I had the screenshot because I was like, that is unfortunately spot on when it comes to Yankees-Red Sox. Our core lost to a team in 2018 that's not even the same Boston Red Sox. Mookie, Jackie Bradley, Ben Attendee, they all traded them. We still have the same core. We come back to Boston four years later, and lost to a completely different core. What the F are we doing wrong? And then it goes on. Someone was like, I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense. And Dan uh, Federico goes on to say, basically saying the Red Sox were able to beat the Yankees, win a World Series, rebuild their team, and still <laughs> ran past the Yankees, while the Yankees have kept pretty much the exact same team. Look. And someone else just in the comments. Yeah, it's it's – easy what the Yankees are doing. We're doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yeah. No, it's definition of insanity. But I will say, and it's unfortunate to say, because, I mean, for how long we talked about those cheating scumbags and the Astros and everyone that was involved and Alex Cora to a degree, that's the biggest difference. It's Alex Cora. Cora and Boone came in at the same time managing teams and were both heralded for what they did in that first year. And – there's a lot of people that don't remember the Yankees winning a hundred games that year because that's how much better the Red Sox were. Cora leaves the Red Sox are, you know, in shambles, but they make some moves. He comes back. He's the difference maker. He is one hell of a manager and he, he's doing it. Look at who he's doing it with. I understand that. Yes. The, we're, but we're talking about Mookie bats fine, but Andrew Benintendi, he's a decent player. Jackie Bradley, He's literally just an outfielder. He's nothing special. Nothing against Jackie Bradley. I'm just saying. We're not talking about world beaters here. They didn't have – I mean, they, you probably make the argument that Devers is now their most 
uh, or their most dangerous offensive weapon. They didn't have J.D. Martinez in the middle of that order. They didn't have that right-handed bat to go along with Verdugo and Devers and to hit alongside with Bogarts. They didn't need them. They didn't need them. And the Yankees, however, are supposed to have that up and down the lineup. And I know the difference of not having D.J. LeMayu, but you shouldn't be able to do that against – we're not talking about a Justin Berlander from a couple of years, Garrett Cole. We're not talking about anyone – I mean, name a guy on Chicago – Name a guy on Houston. I'm talking about Nathan Avaldi here. Nothing against Avaldi. He's done very well for the Red Sox. But we're talking about a guy with an ERA in the mid threes. He's got decent stuff. Now, I don't know how big of a deal it made that he was doing those weird things with his pitching, changing up the stance, his deliveries, all that. I don't know how big of a deal that makes for a hitter. I mean, some people say, you know, like there are times where Johnny Cueto is just otherworldly out of his mind and people talk about the way he changes his delivery of all he was doing that a bunch i don't know if that makes that big of a difference but if that totally changes you know i just it's unacceptable it's it's from this offense it's at it's just and it just it's like you said bogart's hit that home run and you just sunk into your chair like oh boy fenway is now rocking it's 2 nothing. We can't manufacture runs. That means we need someone to try and get on base, which is hard enough. And then we need the big blast. We need more to happen than what the Red Sox are capable of to continue to add on runs to this lead. And then Garrett Cole getting in trouble just two innings later. I mean, when did Rizzo hit the home run? It was 3-1, right? And, the next in, and, then, and then the next inning, the Red Sox got one more. Mm-hmm right back to a three-run lead. Correct. Did they do it with any big blasts? No. It was a good at-bat from Verdugo, slaps it down the line. Dennis, again, I, I slept fine. I really did. I slept fine. I was in bed before that game was over. It, it, I just didn't care. My word. I didn't care. I didn't care. And I did not watch the end of it. I was out uh, after the top of the eighth. And again, since this is probably the last time we'll – I mean, we might talk about baseball again with Ellis, but I'll toot my horn, my horn for... Oh, what did you just say? Personally, name may not be named. Sorry. Thank you. I'll toot my horn one last time. I saw this coming from miles and miles away at the beginning of the season, and I was said I called, like, I'm not a Yankee fan. I don't... Da, da, da. I'm an idiot. I don't know baseball. All these things, and I saw it, and... We, we played like that team right up to our dying moment. <laughs> right up to our dying moment. The same, same exact team. They showed moments of brilliance throughout the year. But when it came down to it, to their last moment of the season, they were that same team that I said they were in April um, that I got. Got a lot of uh, flack for forever thinking about saying something negative about the Yankees. But in the words of uh, what's-his-face, the old NFL coach, they are who we thought they were. Denny Green. And our group chat, let him off the hook. <laughs> I got nope. – I mean, just my final thoughts. Yeah. Well, kind of yeah. yeah. moving it towards the offseason and what's whatnot. Next? I, I don't – exactly. I don't know what's next. I think you have to sign Rizzo. Else – he who must not be named. See, he's already getting back in goodwill. This is why he needs to come on the podcast. 
but he and I are in full agreement. Uh, he's a clubhouse guy. He's a good darn baseball player. I think the injuries for Luke Voigt are a little alarming, at least in the last two years. So Rizzo is kind of shown that he can stay healthy, but again, it's the bit, he's just, he's a clubhouse guy. And that's a huge factor for me and a huge factor for this team that really does need it. I mean, it took a stupid turtle to apparently bring this team together. It didn't do anything because they nearly got swept in the final week, the final weekend of the regular season, missed out on the playoffs. We let, and then we they got their asses handed to them two days later. We let Bronx so, down. I don't want to say, I don't want to say send Bronxy into the East river, but you know, Bronx. come back where he came from. He didn't do anything. Bronxy jumped off the green monster after, uh, no, Bron- Bronxy jumped into the Charles river. And yeah. He's in the Atlantic. <laughs> but I, I think that's step one. You have to sign Rizzo. You can't, let him go away. I think, I think that's step one. Step two is judge. I think judge proved that when healthy, he is a capable middle of the lineup guy who can bat two, three or four. Hopefully when things are good approach 300, but be a 280 hitter that could hit 40 homers a year, driving a hundred runs, given the opportunity, if we get more base runners on, but from there, I don't know what the answers are. I think, I think it was great to see Severino kind of back, be able to get him in the bullpen kind of the last month. So hopefully a full offseason, work his way back into the rotation. I mean, we're only a few years removed from him being our ace. So he comes in as a clear number two and a very good number two, as long as he can stay healthy. And behind that, I think it's a decent assortment of pitchers. It's no one that blows you away. If you're able to get someone here or there, if you find someone, maybe if Debbie Garcia figures his crap out, I, you know, I don't know who else is down in the minors, but – I think the pitching staff is serviceable at this point. Offensively, I don't know what you do. I don't know what moves you make. I don't know who you go out and get looking. I mean, it kind of was just a backhanded compliment. A-Rod kind of bothered me on this broadcast. He said a lot of things that kind of like ticked me off. This was one of them. He's not completely wrong, but saying that the Yankee and even the Red Sox to a degree, you're not the Rays. You're not as smart as them. You're not going to win like them. You can't build a team like that. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Just be who you are. Well, who we are is we just throw millions of dollars around and we get the best guys to come in. And if they don't, if they don't impress, then everyone gets pissed off. We wait a couple of years for the contract to run out. And then we just start, start again with the next young guy that should hopefully bring us to the promised land. Like, you know, what kind of stupid way is that to go about it? We're talking about a race team with a quarter of the payroll. They who gets better when you trade away all of your top pitchers. Somehow this baseball team is better they don't, I mean, they don't have glass now. They, they are away, but it, it, we're talking are, about guys that they deal away. And then we're talking about guys that are injured and they're still as good. They are every no sense. They are everything that the Yankees want to be and cannot figure out how to be. And uh, imagine growing your farm system. What a ridiculous concept. That's what the Rays do. And that's how they get to keep these guys at such a low payroll. And then they go and they go and their the farm system still good. So when their guys get, get traded because the Rays can't afford them because they have 12 fans, then their farm system gets better and they bring those guys in and it just continues. And the Yankees trade their farm system away to bring in these hitters that don't do anything. Granted, we've, we've done well with, uh, I think, the pitching side of our farm system which kind of goes to your point of how a lot of our guys are serviceable. We've had good performances from guys that came up through our farm system, but we are trading away a lot of talent to drop a lot of money on a lot of guys that are coming here and not performing. 
coming to New York and not performing. Dennis, let's really quick, um, because we still got another uh, show to record after this. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, That's right, folks. Three episodes this week. How lucky are you? Uh, the big, the big two-word question: What's next? What is next specifically for well, Brian Cashman? I'm assuming he's safe, and that guy cannot get fired no matter what. He, he could literally kick a baby off the GW, and <laughs> I will not get fired. Um, so I don't think we need to spend as much time on Brian Cashman, but what is, uh, the future of Aaron Boone? We could talk about as general as we want. Dennis, I told you again from April through the middle of the season, and I will say it again right now. Thank you, Aaron Boone, for what you've done. I think you are a solid coach. You gave me one of the, the best sports moments of my life, and I will never, ever forget it as long as I live. That having been said, he's not the guy. And I said, the he's not the guy. He's not the answer. I hoped he would be because he's this young guy that can build this repertoire and this relationship with the players, which he did in a lot of cases. But there's just too much mismanagement and there's just too much failure. In some sense, do we need a scapegoat? And is that the reason why? Of course. But I just, I said the only way I see Aaron Boone or I would want Aaron Boone back is if we make a serious run and make the ALCS or make it to the World Series and lose, something like that. But again, we make the wild card and get embarrassed by our biggest rival. You could say this, something has to change, but so many things have changed over the years and the same result. So I, I, don't know a really great answer, but I don't think it's Aaron Boone. And unfortunately, I think we have to play this game again. And Dennis, to what your follow-up question may be to that, I don't know who takes that spot. I genuinely do not know. And I think as long as Brian Cashman is still at the helm, it'll be someone of a similar, for lack of a better way to say it, build or character as that of Aaron Boone. I don't think you're going to see someone like Buck Showalter or someone of that stature go into the Yankees. I think the Yankees organization is past that point, getting like a Tony La Russa type, type deal. Obviously, I made the joke a while back about Joe Torre. He's not – he's past his – he is way up there in age. I think it's going to be someone similar of a, of a former player type, build a good relation type young guy that can bring this energy to the dugout. That would replace – Aaron Boone, if that happens. Uh, if Aaron Boone is here next spring, will I be shocked? No. But I, I really believe we got to part ways with Aaron Boone. Um, your thoughts on my thoughts, and uh, what do you think? I don't disagree with you. If I'm a betting man, I believe Aaron Boone is here next year. I'd put more eggs in that basket than betting that we go and get somebody else. The issue is because I don't know who you would get. Now, I kind of said the same thing and wondered the same thing when we let Girardi go. Okay, well, where do we go from here? Because how are we blaming Joe Girardi, the lack of success that's going on? He's been a fine manager, managed us to a World Series. We just don't have the product on the field. And we still don't have the product on the field. I think we're missing key pieces. And I just took a glance at the – pending free agents for this offseason. 
there's a lot of names on this list. There's also a lot of fat contracts that are probably going to be coming as well. So I don't know if that's the route you want to go. And it's more kind of try to take the bottom of the, not the bottom of the barrel, but you know, you're looking at, I mean, Corey Seager's a free agent. Carlos Correa is a free agent. Chris Bryant's a free agent. Anthony Rizzo who's on our team is a free agent. We're talking about a lot of players that are going to get paid handsomely this off season. I just don't know who they go with Aaron, but I, I don't know who's next with Aaron Boone. I don't know what you look for. I think you're right. It's not somebody old school. It's not someone coming in here with, you know, the iron fist. You want that young manager, the guy that can relate, the guy that laughs at TikTok or at least pretends to, because somehow if he's in his late thirties, early forties, he gets it because he doesn't folks. I don't get it. And I don't know how anybody else gets it. It's not funny. It's weird, but it's what the kids like. That's what the manager has to like. Maybe it's Brett Gardner. Maybe he just dies as a Yankee. Muscle milk for everybody. He'll just hard it up. Just heavy metal music, lifting weights, getting everybody strong. Nobody's getting hurt. No one's ripping a tendon. I don't know who it is, though. I don't know what kind of a former player. I don't know who's, That'd be who's available. That's why if I'm a betting man, Aaron Boone's there. Because I think the organization will see bigger things they, they past Aaron Boone. It's not all Aaron Boone's fault. And with that said, Aaron Boone should be canned. I think his decision-making at times is questionable. It's also getting to the point where this experiment is not working. Everyone questioned it. Alex Cora didn't come from the media. Aaron Boone did. So I did. Alex Cora was in a coaching role, spent time in that role, and now has graduated. And I'm making a direct comparison, and maybe that's unfair, but when they are your biggest rival and you both entered as managers for the first time in your careers at the same time, We've seen the success of Alex Cora and the success of the Boston Red Sox compared to the New, New York Yankees. I don't know. Is it Carlos Beltran? Do the Yankees give him a nope. fair shake? Nope. I don't know what the Mets are doing because apparently the Mets aren't bringing back their manager, so maybe they're going to bring Beltran back. Who the hell knows? You're not going to bring in a – I don't want to – I think disgraced is too strong of a word, but you're not going to bring in a fired Mets coach who was coached for two weeks to – coach the Yankees he might have been fair, unfairly treated I, I think I think it might have I just been don't have an answer for who is out there and who you know maybe there's some top guys doing this research some analysts that are out there that you can read an article what are the guys Yankees might go after and I'm sure like you said there'll be all the familiar names will be out there guys that probably should be coaching somewhere think about and I mean I think we're a little bit ahead of ourselves here Dennis we're obviously going to talk about some baseball in the offseason but this hasn't happened yet so we don't know but the Yankees could do this. Just Derek Cheater. I agree. I was gonna say <laughs> I was, was going to say two names. Derek Cheater was going to be one of them. The other, I was going to say, what if you shell out a crap ton of money to the Rays and bring Kevin Cash to the Yankees? Would never happen. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, yeah, I don't know the type of guy Kevin Cash is. Yankees say, hey, here's your guaranteed contract, your millions of dollars. You're like, okay. Now I'm just going to run this franchise into the ground and let Tampa continue to win division titles. Tampa Bay Rays, folks, back-to-back AL East champs. Let me, you know, get get to a city that actually cares about your existence, a city that you have had connection and history with. And how cool would that be to to do it for the Rays, then stay in the division, and then do it for another team? You're going to get more money. And, again, you go to a place that actually cares about when their team is playing. I'm just saying. You never know. 
Miami did it with Manny Diaz from Temple. <laughs> <laughs> so he and he's having worlds of success in his they current paid, They paid Temple a crap ton of money to get him out of his contract. He went to a city that actually cares about its football program and a city that he had a connection with. You never know. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. All I right. Well, that wraps up uh, the Yankees season. I'm Matt and Dennis. Does not wrap up baseball talk. Season goes on. I will not be paying any attention to it. But, no. But the season goes on. Here, Dennis, we'll leave it at this before we wrap up. Right now, uh, and I won't say who's your prediction, but let's we can talk about that down the, down the pike. But if there is one team, uh, obviously the Yankees are out, that you would want to root for, who would it be? Mine would be the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Not because yeah. I love Milwaukee Brewers. It's just because I hate all the other teams that are in it. I mean, I'll, I'll just say the Braves because I just feel bad for their fan base because their team always finds a way to blow it. And they have, they have a great team. They really do. And I don't understand why we were supposed to hate the Braves. I mean, I just hate the city. We took multiple World Series away from them in the late '90s, even the early 2000s. So, but they had World not us, gen- you know, but generally. Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll say the Braves. I don't, you know. Plus, I like Freddie Freeman. He's a good dude. Well, they had I, World- I don't know him personally, but I've seen some stuff. He looks like a nice guy. They had World Series victories before that. And I hate the city of Atlanta. So, um, well, go check it out. You would too. Or the Diamond, mean, you know, the Dodgers. And maybe then we could stop making fun of them for having the COVID World Series and get a real one. They probably will. How long How long until the person that should not be named is blown up? I think he already has his Dodger hat on. Saying how He's good sitting the- down there. He's probably stressed because the Cardinals are keeping it close. I haven't even I haven't watched not a second of that game. No, I don't know if they are or not. I'm just assuming. Yeah, I could just care. Just don't let it be the Astros, the Red Sox, or the Rays. And then if it's none of those three, I, I one, one in the fifth. All right. Well, again, uh, we'll talk more about baseball the offseason. I'm sure we'll see some moves. Uh, I'm sure offensively and defensively, the Yankees are going to shake up. What happens with Aaron Boone? One day gone, he's still the coach. So we, we will see. <laughs> Padres fired their coach today. Aaron Boone is still alive. We will see how long that lasts. And if he is a Yankee uh, coach, I certainly hope not. But we will we will see. And I'm sure, as there is always, sometime in January, we'll find out that a Yankee player broke their leg last night and needs surgery. That, for some reason, won't happen until four months from now. Then they'll be out till September of next year. And the same thing will happen again. That'll wrap that up. Yankees uh, fall to the Red Sox. One game wild card ends their season. What a doozy it was. And I cannot wait to forget that this ever happened. Um, But we just, at least we got a turtle out of it. So um, I'll leave it at that. Stay tuned. Coming up uh, in a couple days, we got uh, Giants talk. We got NFL picks. The Giants coming off of a massive win against the Saints. They are in the win column. Can it continue? against their divisional rival, Dallas Cowboys. We'll find out. We're going to talk about that on our next episode. You've been listening to Matt and Dennis. Dennis, any final words? No final words, just a uh, bit of news. We're going to have a guest picker now for football picks. So stay tuned Friday morning to learn who that is. Cool. All right. Looking forward to it. 
All right. Well, that about wraps it up. We are at Matt Dennis Pod on Twitter. So check us out there. We're kind of updating it now. We're getting better at it. All righty. For Dennis Vinci, my name is Matt Scrano. We will talk to you later in the week. Dennis. Thank you, Suck. Adios. Adios.